Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music and break new ground with J.S. Bach. We've had a lot of big orchestral stuff on Cacophony recently, so I think it's time for a change of mood and a bit of a reset. I do try and give a wide variety of music on Cacophony. Sometimes one episode inspires the choice of music for the next, and sometimes it's all about a total contrast. I guess what I'm getting at is that sometimes there'll be a spell where a certain kind of music doesn't feature for a while. If you feel that you want to hear something different from what's turning up, or if you really like something and want to hear more music like that, then tell me. I really do want to hear from you. You can comment at cacophonyonline.com, on social media, or even leave me a really easy voice message. Get in touch. Whilst these days what we call classical music is often music written way back, when the now dead white guys in wigs were alive, it was all about new music. If the composer wasn't there in person, or at least just a few miles down the road, then their music wasn't going to be heard. It was normal for composers to disappear into obscurity after their death, and it wasn't until the mid-19th century that musicians like Felix and Fanny Mendelssohn, Robert and Clara Schumann, and Johannes Brahms started to take an interest in and to promote old music. It's hard to believe now, but the music of Johann Sebastian Bach the composer revered and now one of the most famous and popular of them all, was almost totally forgotten. And the music we're going to hear today, one of his most popular suites for solo cello, was rediscovered in the back of a second-hand shop in Barcelona. It was in 1879, I think, and it was a 13-year-old cello student, Pablo Casals, who was rooting around in the back of the shop that day. Casals would go on to become an international cello star, and in 1936, age 60, having played it often in concert, he finally went into the recording studio and laid down the music that he'd discovered that day in the shop. Now it's a piece on every famous cellist's recording list and in the repertoire of any decent player. There are six suites for solo cello, written sometime around 1720, and we don't know why, or for whom. As far as we know, they weren't commissioned, Bach wasn't paid to write them, and he didn't play the cello. There's no autographed manuscript. The earliest edition is in the handwriting of Anna Magdalena Bach, Bach's second wife, and it contains very little in the way of instructions to the players. None of what we think of as the usual guidance is there. There are no markings about how to phrase the music, how fast movements should go, how loud and so on. So it makes the music look, on paper, like a study or training exercise. And that gives the musician a particular challenge to make these notes come alive off the page. And that challenge and that lack of guidance also gives the player a huge degree of freedom in how they approach things. So in each performance, we somehow get more, perhaps, input from the player and an insight into how they feel about the music because the music's less prescriptive about how it should go. 
Each of the six suites has six sections. An opening prelude that sets out the stall, followed by five or really six dances, almost the same in each suite, and a little tour of European Baroque styles. A German Allemande is followed by a French Courant, a Spanish Saraband, a dance actually of South American or African origin, a pair of dances which change in the different suites, in this suite their minuets, and finally a closing English jig. Up until this point, the cello had been a simple accompanying instrument. It sat on the bass line and gave the foundation for other things. Think of Packlebell's famous cannon and the most boring bass line in history. Then, out of nowhere, Bach delivers these experimental, rhapsodic, increasingly virtuosic suites. Nothing quite like them has been written since, and the cello has never looked back. The opening prelude of Suite Number 1 is one of those really famous pieces, beloved of film and TV makers, and signing of the register moments at weddings. One of the amazing things Bach does in these pieces is to create a sense of harmony from just one instrument. There are occasional chords where the cellist plays multiple notes, but for the most part we're only hearing one note at a time. Bach creates a sense of chords by giving us the notes one after another, and our ears kind of fill in the gaps. Bach's suites can sound like they're being written on the spot. They come at you like a stream of consciousness. They're intimate, conversational, occasionally playful, as befits their dance titles, but more often quiet, reflective. It's music to tune into and allow to wash over you. And it's a warm and calming experience. Let's have a listen. Click on the links in the podcast notes for a complete performance and then get in touch and tell me what you think. Can you think of one person you know who'd really enjoy this music or cacophony? Who are they? Please go out and share cacophony with them directly and maybe tag me in at the same time. If you'd like to support Cacophony, you can do so financially. There's a link to coffee.com where you can do that. Please come back for more next time, and thanks for listening. <laughs>